right, hello and welcome to the Grappling with Fatherhood podcast, a place where we talk about raising kids, doing jujitsu, the lessons learned in both. And uh, yeah, my name is Blake. I am a wow. I am a black belt yeah. in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it's weird to say, dude. This is weird to say. And uh, the father of two kids. Uh, my host, co-host, as always, is Uday Malhotra. What's up, everybody? Uday Malhotra here, black belt and father of two as well. Yeah, man. Uh, how you doing, dude? Uh, it's been uh, been a week or two since we talked. It's been a and minute. Yeah, man. It's been a minute. How's, how's, how's life? You know, I'd be lying if I said it's going well. You know, it's a little bit rough right now. Um yeah, I just got word yesterday that a job I've been interviewing for since October. Um, I got a no from them. It was one of the final two, and I got a Damn. no. And, you know, it gets a little frustrating after a while. Uh, we've talked about it before, you know. And, um, you know, just trying to figure out what's next after this. You know, it's um, yeah. coming in second place again and again and again. It can get a little bit wearing. So, um, but. It's brutal. You yeah. know, it. Again, like you're on the, it's like you're on the podium, yeah. you know, with all of these gigs, yeah. which is, you know, I think about, um, Alberto has some crazy story about how like at blue belt, he, he lost like something like 30 consecutive oh, wow. matches or something, or he, he turned it around and, you know, Alberto's a very well decorated yeah. competitor now, but he said he didn't realize that he was competing against like literally the best of the best yeah. like at his the guys he was competing against at blue belt in his category ended up you know his division ended up being like some of the best of his generation yeah. and he was right there with them yeah. and he's like if he would have not had that that context if he would have just been like man i am just getting my ass yeah. kicked you know he instead he, he was able to you know in retrospect he was able to 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 dog it out and when he got up to the top it's because he was literally you know he's he's the best yeah um because he was fighting he was he was losing to Competing the best against closely. the best yeah absolutely and 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 it's not like you're not getting the callback I mean we've talked about this yeah. before and you know anybody out there who's looking for work um it's brutal it's so hard it's so demoralizing it's just um, you, right you know, I it's it's yeah man. I mean I. Yeah. When we were taught, I mean, I was pretty confident before I got the gig that I got that you were going to get hired way before me because of the success you've been having with your interview, yeah, with your interview process, because you're good at it. You're dialed. You're very hireable. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, I had to take a lateral side move to get the gig that I got. It's not in my lane, um, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I admire you for sticking with what you want to do and f for getting after it, dude. And oh. it's just hard. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely started to seep into other aspects of my life and, yeah. um, you know, kind of in line with today's theme, burnout. It's caused a little bit of burnout yeah. in other avenues of, of my life. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm trying to be mindful of it, right? Like, not let it you know i just look the reality is it sucks and it's gonna sting for a minute and um i also have to be really good about compartmentalizing right so that it doesn't 
impact. The strain I feel from this doesn't impact the other things in my life that I do enjoy, right? Like I don't want my kids yeah. to feel any of this. I don't want my, I don't want to, I don't want to show up to the gym bummed out. I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do this bummed out. Right. Like, um, but the other reality is there are days where it just, it, there's gotta be real. Like we, we talk. Gotta be real. More, right. Like you just gotta be real sometimes and feel your feelings. Yeah. That's actually, that's a question that I have for you that I want to talk to you about yeah. later. I, I wrote down to ask you um, when we get there. I, and, and I also want to say that like, you know, as your friend, I do see you doing things that are, you know, I don't think a lot of, I think a lot of folks would get discouraged to the point. And I don't want to say that like the, with the adversity you're facing is like, you know, crazy catastrophic sure. like this like the hardest thing in the world it's hard it's hard you know what i mean but like you're managing it well from what i see thanks man you know i you know case in point to maybe make things a little lighter like the move you pulled with kevin <laughs> on dude on christmas yes. christmas eve or whatever that was i was like dude i can't like that's the kind of thing like that is so cool. So give people yes. context. So we were going to talk about Santa a little bit, but give, give people context. So um, yeah, about the move that you pulled on Christmas oh, Eve. Man. So I I love doing stuff like this for the holidays with my kids, and it's so cool, dude. Ah, it's, thanks, I was man. so impressed by it. Yeah. <laughs> so every year, you know, my brother and I we take turns dressing up for a Santa for Halloween. I'm sorry for Christmas, and you know during the COVID year. We couldn't do that, right? So I had this idea like, hey, walk down my alley, dress as Santa, and I'll bring the kids out, and you do, and I'll do the same for you, right? And so, um, so you know, things like that. And so this year, you know, we've got – the kids are starting to get up there in age, right? Milena is eight. Her cousin's 11, right? Like, and um, and Shia and, and their other kid is – you know, they're, they're like four or five years old now, right? Like, so they're starting to, like, get wise. And so – Usually the way we do it is either I leave the in the right before we open presents or my brother will leave and um and we'll come back just to Santa and hand out the gifts, whatnot. And one of the kids usually like, I got I know what's happening here. But this year, not happening. This year. Um, I asked one of our good friends, one of our training partners at the gym, Kevin, um, to step in and dress up as Santa. I got us a brand new Santa costume. And so I did what I always do. I, I left saying, okay, guys, I'll be back after presents. And I only told Van. So my parents had no idea. The kids wow. had no idea. Wow. My brother had no idea. His wife had no idea. And so in walks Van. In walks Kevin dressed as Santa. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? All the adults like, like when did when did Uday get hand tattoos? Exactly. <laughs> and so and like maybe sixty seconds after Kevin walked in as Santa, I walked in as Santa. Or I walked in as me. And it really fucked with the kids. So the adults initially were like, <laughs> What's going on here? And then the kids were like, Yo, what is going on here? And um and it was just it was really fun to see everyone's faces just like very, very confused. And like four and a half hours after everything went down, my dad was still like, "Who? Like seriously, Uday? Who? Who was that? I, I'm taking this to the grave. So I have great. no idea. I don't know who it is. I thought you guys hired him." And so my dad's like checking the next door app to see like who could this guy be? <laughs> like, is he going around the neighborhood? You know, they're, they're older, so they're starting to like 
<laughs> you know, like yeah. they're not as like sharp as they once were, you know. So they're like, oh, what's going on here? And um, God, so yeah, funny. It, was, it was really fun playing that little prank on everybody. Oh, it's great, yeah, dude. Man. Oh, man. Um, and, you know, I think things like that yeah. are like critical for dealing with some of the stuff that we're about Absolutely. to talk about. So this this week, uh, this this episode is is we're going to talk about burnout. Um, and, you know, I think that's a couple of weeks ago when we started talking about this episode. Um, I think Uday, you were experiencing a lot of training burnout. Yeah. Um, and I think you were like, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's maybe address this. And it's certainly something that I've dealt with in the past. Um, I think that my family, uh, our, our default is we're sort of workaholics, yeah. right? So we, we really like to be at maximum capacity all the time. Yeah. And like, as my friend, we were just having a conversation about this before the podcast where it's like, I, I will just overcommit to things. Because yeah. to me, being overcommitted and is just that's just how you have to be all the time. And that leads to exhaustion. It's not sustainable. You try to be everything to everyone. You end up being, you know, nothing to no yeah. one. Uh, you know, you try and help people out. You end up letting them down. Um, and so this this holiday break was the first time holiday break, this trip. We just we we just went to Arizona over the holidays, and it was the first time since I've been in the professional world. I think that I have not brought my work laptop. Good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. Did you? Were you? Um, how that? How that? How'd you feel? Were you like a little on edge, or were you like you know? No, it's the holidays. Well, and, it's yeah. You know. I'll be real. If I'm being totally honest yeah. with you, like another part of my job is being a content creator. You yeah. know, I, I look at that as I, 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 and, but it's a passion, it's a hobby. So yep. I really like doing it. Um, you know, I had, I had to launch some brand deals over that break too. So th there were some wheels turning, right? Yeah. So it was, it's kind of like, Hey, look like the official. And also like, I haven't um, been at this place long enough to yeah. accrue PTO. So it was also like, Man, I could just fucking have my laptop open. Like this is dead week. Like nobody's doing shit. Yeah. Like I could just be just clocking hours, hours, you know. Dude. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, instead I'm just taking it's like dead time. Um But no, you know what, dude? It was good. And most of the time when you bring your you said this to a friend of ours recently, actually a while ago. Yeah. He was going to a, he was going on a trip to Korea and um with his job he's like no man there's just you know there's just things that i that i i can't hand off to people you yeah. know I, I have to work while i'm gone yeah. and you're kind you were kind of like hey man like no offense but like yeah that's like like nobody's that important yeah. kind of yeah, like absolutely not, not not like it's a that's that's a maybe like a like you you can you, you can, know what i mean yeah. like you can train people up yeah. because you're giving other somebody people trained you up like you well, easily, right? like so why not? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, and when you said that, I like really stuck to me. Stuck with me. I was like, you know what? He's right. Like, you're never that important. You know, like, yeah. I, I learned that the hard way. You know what I mean? Like, man, before I was yeah. at Disney, I was at an agency, and I was working like a madman. And it's like, you know, I was missing out on so much of just life because of it. You know, and so it's like, 
and and yeah. you know, again, in line with today's episode, it caused a lot of burnout. It caused me to miss a lot of things I did not want to miss. And you know, so like, yeah, dude, you go to Korea, you're going to Arizona, right? Like, leave the work, sit down the laptop for a minute, you know, like, and then you know, the content yeah. creation stuff. It's, you can do that when the kids sleep. That's on your time, right? Like you can do that when the kids are down. Yeah. You can do that, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I, I I have other updates about the past few weeks, but I think the same with you. I think that they really relate to the topic that let's we're about to talk about. Let's do it. So yeah. let's just roll into it. So actually, uh, this week, like we mentioned, oh, go I was ahead. Say, do you get, do you want to hear a funny story? I I got. Yeah, I got yeah. something funny that should have happened, like maybe last week or so. <laughs> so okay, okay, let's go. So you know those like um, we got Malena and Shia each, like those like um, those things that you played with in your like in kindergarten. They had like the caterpillar or the larva that turned into the caterpillar, turned into a butterfly. It was in like this mesh little cage. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. So okay, yeah, we got we got that for the girls, and um. You know, we, we may have left them in a little bit too long after they turned into butterflies. We try to follow the guidance on timing on it once to let them out. And, oh. um, but it was maybe like a day extra, maybe a day or two extra, right? Like, but it was still within the guidelines, right? So whatever, if PETA is listening to this, please don't yell at me. We didn't harm any <laughs> butterflies intentionally or anything. So um, anyway, so we go out to release them. We go across the street because there's like some really nice bushes. We want to release them by the bushes, right? So we're in front of our neighbor's house. And some of them just refusing to leave, right? They just didn't want to leave. And so like I'm yeah. I'm unzipping it further and one of these poor butterfly's legs got caught in the zipper. And uh -huh. it's like tiny. And so the kids are like, you know, she is a bit of a gangster. You know, so she's like, hey, it's caught in the zipper, Papa. So I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. So I undid it a little bit, let the butterfly out, it flourished, it flew away, right? Great. So we're doing this. One of the butterflies is having a really hard time, dude. And it's stuck. So I'm like like literally putting on my hand, putting on a leaf. And finally it comes out of its little mesh cage and it sits on the concrete. And Malena's like, okay, okay, I'm going to stand by it so that nothing happens to this butterfly while we get everything situated. And so she's standing by, it. and now Malena is an amazing kid. And she does gymnastics, she swims, she does jiu-jitsu, she does a lot of sports. But there's a little bit where she would, should get a little more hand-eye coordination. Because the next thing she did was she stepped on this butterfly. And she, uh, oh, man. the gangster that she is, hey, stepped on the butterfly. And Milena, she looks down, her eyes wide, she looks down, and she freaks the fuck out. She's like, yeah, oh, I stepped on the butterfly. And let me, Blake, this was a freak out, the likes of which I rarely see out of her. To the extent two oh, neighbors man. came out of their house to make sure that no one was dying. It was like, so she's freaking out, and I'm like, I'm, I feel sad, you know, I'm bummed for her. I'm also a little proud of her because I'm like, this is a level of empathy, right? That like you want your kid to have, like, you know, you, you, yeah. you, you hurt this little thing. And you, you do feel a little weird yeah. if they like, they yeah. kill a bug and they're like, let's go, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, like, what kind of kid did I just, Well, yeah. wait for it because as she's freaking out, after I'm thinking this, she's like, it's butterfly guts all over my shoe. And I'm like, 
Hold on, kid. Are you upset because the butterfly's dead? You killed a butterfly? Are you upset because you got butterfly guts in your shoe? And she's like, boat. So for like a week uh-huh. after that, I wasn't allowed to say, no one in the house was allowed to say the word butterfly because it reminded her of this <laughs> anguish she went through. So, um, oh man, that's rich. Yeah, dude. If you, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I have this bad habit of uh, anthropomorphizing everything, yeah. so I give every little thing a name. Oh, like no. so, oh, it's Stu the squirrel. Oh, oh no. it's Gary the grasshopper. You know what I mean? Benny the and butterfly had today... a rough ending. <laughs> today, there was a grasshopper that fell like a big, like two inch, two and a half inch grasshopper that landed on our porch. And, and it like just flew out of the sky and was like dead yeah. right in front of Owen. <gasps> and he goes, it's like, what? He's like, the grasshopper just died. Like, yeah. what the hell just happened? It's super weird. I'm like, yeah, man, sometimes that just happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think I think that's uh that's it for Gary the grasshopper. And dude, he was just talking about Gary all day. Oh, no. He was like, oh, is Gary the grasshopper going to be okay? Oh, is no. Gary the grasshopper... Is he pretending to be dead? Is Gary the grass? Where is Gary's fam? I'm like, oh man, why did I have to give it a name? <laughs> Dude, should I, should should I be worried about Shia? She's like, hey, you stepped on that shit. <laughs> what you doing, stupid? You stepped on it. She couldn't give less of a shit. Oh man, she's oh, awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I hope that's yeah, good. Good, good, good little bit yeah, of levity man. before we get into this. Like, Dude, if, if you get your kids episode, this don't... butterfly thing, just. Be like read the directions. Be very careful how you do it. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh man. All right, all right. Let's uh, talk about burnout, yes. man. So when I opened this document yeah. and read your first question, I felt like emotional, dude. I know. Because man. it like hits home so hard right now. Yeah. So you ask, you know, uh, have you ever been burnt out as a parent and what does that look like? Yeah. And just the past the holidays were just crushing yeah, bro i know and it's so weird man because it's supposed to be this like super joyous easy time and it's definitely the season that our kids are in you know in their life where it's just all the fun stuff causes a lot of anxiety and then the schedules are crazy yeah. and then nobody's going to school and then everybody got sick yep. and we're at our in-laws house and we're sleeping in somebody else's bed and like and nobody sleeps schedules and like fucked. you know my sister yep oh fucked yeah. and our poor little like our little one and it's like you know how it is in the family where it's like hey it's not like we're all sick bombed at once uh it's like hey Pickle effect you know Ugh. owen's sick for a week ben milo gets it and becca gets it and then yeah. blake gets it and at that time Maybe something else is going around. So, dude, it's just been brutal. Yeah. Um, and now, dude, and it was funny. I like, I, I, I turned to Becca and I was like, you know, I was like, hey, we're doing an episode on burnout tonight, and she's like, let me know what you find out. <laughs> like, I was like, do you have anything to say? And she's like, nope. <laughs> she's like, it's fucking gnarly right now, dude. We're in it. Dude, it's it's that season, right? Like, I mean, like you said, yeah. everything you just said, how, in this quarter alone, in Q4 alone, like, it, everything's happening in Q4, right? Like, from a family perspective. Yeah. Our family, our family has seven birthdays, four major Jeez, holidays, man. and by the time we get to, like, now, January, early January, 
we're so fucking exhausted and so happy to be back to some semblance of normalcy, right? Between like, uh, like it all starts like right before Halloween, like the first holiday is Halloween. Like I say holiday in quotes, but yeah. like, okay, as parents, all right, what are we going to be? How do we get the costumes ready? And then it doesn't end <sighs> until January 2nd. And January 2nd, yeah. you feel like done, you know? Like, so, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's rough, man. And Q4 is like, it's like you said, it's fun. Everything that happens. And at the end of the day, to me, it's all worth it, right? It's, yeah. and it's super freaking hard. It's super freaking hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I try and think of things like, um, there's a quote uh, I told you a while ago where it's like, hey, you know, we can't control our kids' future. Mm -hmm. um, but what we can control is like giving them a really awesome past, yeah. right? I love that. So we can control what they think about. And like, you know, that's, but also it's a lot of pressure, yeah. dude. Sometimes that's a lot of pressure yeah. over the holidays, you know, and um, especially like traveling and opening presents with yeah. other families. And, you know, you know, this is also a time for me where, you know, my mom passed away in... <sighs> uh 2018 in january mm -hmm. and so and it was a very rapid descent so it was pretty much like we were hanging out together on christmas Shit. christmas day yeah. and then i think we flew home the 26th and i flew back in um like pretty much the beginning of january Shit. and within a couple of days she she passed and it was like wait we were just you know yeah. things were just normal-ish a couple days ago and so you know for us too it's like also this weird because becca was there too so it's this weird trauma that she and i yeah. also have and like processing that around the kids yeah. too because like when you have kids if you're grieving the loss of a parent it's so intense yeah. because like you want to call your mom or something you know what i mean like uh -huh. when, when stuff gets hard and like when you're like oh man you know obviously the holidays and family and stuff but like we had my family used to have a really unique holiday experience. Becca loved it. I loved it. It was really our plan for our family. And when like my mom passed away, it was like, oh my God, we're not doing that Christmas ever again. It was just, you know. Is what it, yeah, what was it was it? really what was the tradition you guys did? Oh, I mean, it's just so my mom used to my mom always used to instead of she it was always a destination. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how much money we had or how, what the year looked like. She would always set money aside for a destination. Mm. It would just be a cabin in Mendocino mm. or, um, you know, an Airbnb in Big Sur yeah. or, you know, a spot like your spot out in, um, Palm Springs or something yeah. like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and then, so, so we would all come, my stepdad and I used to build our Christmas trees. So my stepdad was a, um, a, a performance artist and a museum curator, uh, like a fine art curator in England. Yeah. And so he used to make these huge, cool, um, massive ins uh, uh, art installations. And so the first Christmas he and I had together um, was funny. I had met him pretty much that morning. It was like maybe the 23rd or something like that. And he and I had been, I was, uh, I was 18 or 19 I had been, I was living on my own and we flew, he, he had been, he met my mom through friends and they had just been corresponding online. Sorry. He's from Newcastle. He's from England. Okay. And he flew in. This is, uh, I think his 
like second or third time ever meeting my mom yeah. in person and it's Christmas and her adult teenage son yeah. who was in a like a hardcore punk rock band in LA was coming home yeah. and he was like on the hook for like doing Christmas with this fucking kid <laughs> who, you know, very well could like totally hate him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was the coolest thing. And so I see him and he goes, Hey man, instead of buying a Christmas tree, like why don't we like build an art installation that looks like a Christmas tree? And I was like, that's a really cool idea. Like, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. And it became, it was such a cool way to bond with this guy. That's so rad. And so ever since then, yeah. yeah so what we did for context, if you can imagine, imagine um, we got this, this wire, this like heavy um, silver wire. And we did, uh, we, we made a spiral out from the top of the ceiling that just kind of like spun out and down um, and then hung candles off of the end of it because it was made out of metal. So it okay. was flammable. Yeah. So it was like this, this descending widening spiral kind of, you know, in the shape of a, um, of a cone. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, it was like, you know, six, seven feet tall and it hung from the ceiling. So it was like ground <laughs> underneath it. It dude, it was so cool. And so like every Christmas he and I would just, we're building a fucking tree, man. Like, and it would be, we would, he and I would start emailing like a month out. Like, so you build it from like, scratch plan? every year. Oh yeah, 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 that's so awesome. We built, and every every year was a different concept. So like one year, I was like, hey, we decided that we we're gonna build it out of uh, wine corks. Oh, cool. And so, um, I was like, hey man, I need you, and we wanted to surprise my mom with yeah. it because that was uh, that was it. After that, it was like, okay, we're gonna surprise her with it. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. And so, especially when I wasn't living in LA, when I was living in the Bay, coordinating all of this shit, yeah. and then having him transport the thing to wherever the fuck we're you know we're staying and then building it you know it was like That's this cool. whole fun experience um but anyway have you have you ever considered uh have you ever considered doing something similar now as kind of a way to honor your mom's memory like a you version know, of this it's it's a good idea and i maybe maybe could um we have our other little things that we yeah. do for her, but you know, there, there needs to be something. Cause otherwise what happens is it hits you. It like yeah. totally kicks you in the ass. Yeah, I can so imagine. like it's some weird thing where you're like, you know, you're s s opening a gift yeah. and you're like, Oh man, this thing reminds me of my mom yeah. and you didn't make space to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. And you're just suddenly like totally emotionally leveled, like yeah. at a really inappropriate time, which is going to happen regardless. But yeah. anyways, man, uh, sorry, it's kind of a it's kind of a tangent here, but um, but yeah, no, so man. all this stuff goes on during the holidays, and uh, and yeah, dude, it's just like you're like this is supposed to be our break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, man. You know, I know, I do. I um, you know, Milena's at that stage right now where she is testing every water with us like everything dude you know why do i have to change right now why do i have to brush my teeth right now everything right so like from the most like melena is say that again you said melena is melena is melena's is... yeah yeah man i really am unhappy to hear that because owen who is she is age is doing that and i just oh. hope that this would, would be gone by the time he got to oh, by the time age. he's at melena's age i'm sure he'll, he'll be you get out of the system you know, but, you know, she's, she's testing, I do that. This is, I, 
you want to talk about burnout during like the hot, like, so she, you know, she's been home. Right. And so yesterday I got this email saying I didn't get this job and I, she was bugging me. Like she was right behind me as oh, I'm man. reading this email. She's like, Papa, 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 Papa. And I snapped at her, dude. I snapped at her and I yeah. felt and I feel so freaking bad about it. And I just, you know, it's just, I, to answer the question of like, what does burnout to me look like as a parent when in parenting is like that. I never want to be in a situation where I'm snapping at my kid, you know? And I think, yeah. you know, for, especially for something that she didn't do, right? Like, it's not her fault I didn't get the job. Yeah. Okay, you know, she didn't do anything, you know? Like, and a matter of fact, she's been asking me every day, Papa, how, did you hear it yet? Did you hear it yet? And like, I yeah, agree. so, um, yeah, I felt really bad about that. There's also, you know, I wanted to talk quickly yeah. about the difference between, like, what I call like micro burnout versus yeah. macro burnout. Yeah. And, you know, I think micro burnout is like you have a hard day. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um where you're like, okay, today was a hard day. And then like macro burnout, I think, is January second. <laughs> Where you're like, all right, man, like we've just gone through the fire or whatever, or where you're at right now, where it's like the the stage you are in in terms of your job search. And like, you, you know, you just physically, mentally, emotionally cannot grind that hard for that long. Yeah. Right. And so you're going to have these symptoms of burnout that happen in other places. Um like that you know i mean i could tell you even tonight owen got uh an apple stuck in his teeth like a a bit of the apple skin stuck in his teeth and he was it was he was really upset about it and then we were trying to help him about it and he was really kind of getting excited by the attention (laughs) and so it just kind of became this like crazy he got really wound up and so and then he's like half yelling half crying and he won't let us like help him but he's asking us to help him and like finally i was like bro like i just kind of pinned him down opened his mouth and like like got <laughs> in his mouth out. and took, took yeah. like you got out of his yeah. teeth and he said like dad i didn't like that you did that to me sure. and i was like oh my god dude uh, i'm so sorry like yeah. i felt like a such a fucking bully you know, like, cause I, cause I like physically had to like, you know, put some, some, I had to like put some weight yeah, on his chest yeah. and, and it's, it's like, you, you don't ever want your kid to feel physically unsafe yeah. around you, you know? And it was like, man, like I was trying to help him in this situation. He was uncomfortable. This, it felt like this moment got out of hand and I didn't, ha- I feel like I didn't but handle did that you, right. Did but you, how else was I supposed to handle that? Did you do it out of frustration you know? or did you do it? Cause like, nah, this kid needs help. We got to get this thing done. Yeah. It was more like, Ladder. it was more like, uh, we tried a bunch of different things <sighs> and he really needed help. Uh, and I was like, all right, man, just, you know, and he kept like just wiggling, you know? So I put a little weight on his chest. Like not like any fucking, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. not black belt neon belly <laughs> or anything crazy, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, it was, he was not, he was restrained in a way. Yeah. And, and he, I just, I don't think he felt unsafe, but he didn't like it. He didn't like the way I touched him. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's, that's shitty. That's a shitty thing to, to, 
you know, to yeah. feel. And it's like, it's kind of a necessary thing to happen, right? It's like, it. we had to get this thing yeah. out of his teeth, like, you know. But I just want, I, I empathize with, yeah. like, you having this moment where you're like, oh, I hate that behavior, where it's like, oh, man, especially this stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, I feel you, man. You know, it's just, I think the first the first step to solving it is just being aware, right? Like, now I'm, yeah. like, hypersensitive around, about the idea of, like, who and when and where I'm snapping, you know, like, especially it, like, yeah, like you said, like these kids, they're like tiny little humans who count on us for everything. And like, I don't want them to feel like, Oh, I got to walk on eggshells around Papa or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, um, well, let me ask you. Yeah. Here's what I, here, here's where it gets me is that I think it was the, I think that it was the right thing to do in that situation, yeah, I, agree. I agree. but I don't feel like, I don't want him to not want to ask me for help yeah. in the future because he didn't, because he was uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So, yeah. A little bit of, um, floss couldn't get that thing out. Dude, we, we couldn't even get it in his mouth. Oh my God. So that was it. So like we got, and we, and we flossed him before uh, and, and that now he has like this trauma about like the floss because yeah. the floss thing didn't go so yeah. well, <laughs> but, but it got it out. Yeah. And so Becca was like, and so we got floss, and then dude, he was he was such a he was a, it was a gangster move. Yeah. Like Becca got the floss and like put it on the table, yeah. and then when she turned her back around, he grabbed the floss and ran the other room, opened up the trash can, and he threw it in the trash can. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like can't fucking yeah, floss yeah. me now, bitches. <laughs> I love it. It was like so. It was in retrospect, yeah. it was hilarious. In the moment, you're like, bro, like we're trying to help yeah. you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh uh, man. Um, let me ask you this: What what do you do? Yeah. Like. Go ahead. When you are feeling that sense of burnout, what what do you do to kind of get back on track? Specifically, when it comes to parenting burnout, like what do you, how do you get back, yeah. back in the saddle? Man, so one thing that's helpful mm-hmm. that I do is if it's I I like to look back on pictures of times when things were kind of good and that's kind of morbid and kind of punishing but i'll just open my phone up and i'll go like a year ago today yeah and i'll i'll remember like like one this thing that i'm going through right now we'll get through it yeah and two like it just takes you back to a time when you were at a different stage in your parenting and it probably felt really overwhelming and you think about it now and you're like, you know what? I'd give anything for that. Yeah. Given what I have today. And it gives you the perspective that like in six months from now, this challenge is going to look a lot like that other yeah. challenge. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it doesn't help. But like, I like, you know, I like to go dopamine diving yeah. through my freaking photo album. You I like know? that a lot. It, but, I like that a lot because... Yeah, you know, you know how like your iPhone sometimes will be like, "Hey, these are a group of pictures around like Christmas 2022, right?" Like it'll give you and it'll put little music behind yeah. it. Mine did that for me recently, and I didn't remember how stressful it was when I took my kids to Chicago for Christmas in 2021, packing all the snacks, packing everybody getting COVID. Yeah. Right? What I remembered was how fun that trip was. And then, you know, it sucked that everyone had COVID, but everyone was ultimately okay. And, you know, we were all kind of sequestered together, right? And like, and yeah, 
that's the memory that it brought back for me. So, like as stressful as that was, the memory was, oh, this is the good stuff that happened, right? So I, I really like that advice. Yeah, I may lean into that. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you one. I mean, actually, you you just did, you just shared something that was very, uh, you know, you, I was going to ask you because um, I know that you're a positive, high energy guy. Yeah. And that like you can bring it. Um, and I was going to ask you kind of like how you keep it together um, when you're like clearly, you know, when stuff's rough, I guess a similar question, which you just asked me. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. And also like more, moreover, like outside of just father, fatherhood, uh, like you also show up for your partner, for your wife in a really good way, or at yeah. least it looks that way. And like, that's also very hard to do when you're feeling down. And like you guys continue to like make time and space for each other. So one, I wanted to like give you props Thanks, on just man. being like a solid partner. And because it's that's something that Becca and I struggle with a ton right now. Not that like our, our marriage is in turmoil, but like sure. we just don't make space for it, yeah. you know? And uh, so yeah, like how do you do that, dude? I think, you know, when it comes to parenting and in my relationship with Van, you know, she's actually the rock. You know what I mean? Like when I am going through, like she sets the example, right? Like, hey, you're stressed out right now. Let let me do this. Let me do this little laundry. I know Wednesday's mm -hmm. your laundry night. I got it. And she won't even say that. She'll just do it. Like right now, she doesn't think I noticed, but she did the laundry. Tonight is Wednesday, my laundry night. It's already being done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she just did it because she she knew that I needed it. And you know, she just could tell, like, the look on my face earlier. Like, I was just struggling with it all earlier today, you know, and, like, yesterday. And um, and so I really appreciate her level of empathy that she offers me. And I try and replicate it back for her, whether it's a time that I recognize she needs it and, like, I can see that look on her face. Or it's sometimes it's just, like, I... I maybe don't see the look on her face, but I know everything going on, right? Like, hey, okay, we're packing for Chicago. We're packing for Palm Springs. Like, she's trying to do it all. Hey, 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 don't worry. I'll take it, right? Like, just like New Year's Eve, right? Like, um, you know, we went to my sister-in-law's house, and we were exhausted and um, from, like, her family visiting and stuff. And so I just kind of saw, like, okay, she's taking a nap. I'm going to pack all the kids, like, clothes and stuff and snacks so that she doesn't have to do that right so just like being empathetic mm -hmm. to our part to each other and me taking a page out of really her book um and then you know it's also like kind of what you were talking about like you know how you mentioned like looking back at those photos being intentional about creating those memories so that we can have those photos next year you know, that I can lean on, yeah. right? Like that moment with Kevin coming over, right? Like that was super special. Like having, seeing the look on everyone's faces and, you know, um, we had like a little bit of a late birthday party from Elena this year um, in which I took her mm -hmm. to the Magic Castle, um, her and some friends to the Magic Castle. And just doing little things like that, like little holiday celebrations. And for those of who are listeners who don't live in LA, the Magic Castle is like this like crazy place where like magicians hang out and they do magic tricks for adults yeah. and it's we've got a friend yeah yeah 
by the way, like when I was a kid, the Magic Castle was such a coveted thing, man. I waited to get into the Magic Castle until I was probably 25 yeah. before I could go because it's it's invite only. Here's, um, here's the hack. You, you have to you have to know. There's yeah yeah. Which apparently so, you know. So here, and we have a friend. Here's the hack. Um, if you have young children, throw a birthday party and hire a magician, and that magician. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, they'll either offer it or you can try and negotiate some passes to the Magic Castle, and that's what we, we did, wow. and that's how we got a few passes. No way. Yeah, and so this happened. You, so you didn't get these through? No, 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 no. You didn't get these through Anthony? No, I got these. Wow. These were left over from like 2019, before the pandemic, and then they sent us an email right after the pandemic. We're like, hey, if you had these passes, they expired during 2020. They're still good. Don't worry about it. So we've been using those and I took her, you know, I took her for a little birthday party there. And so, yeah. So as I was saying for our audience that isn't in LA, um, it's typically like you got to get dressed to the nines and you got to eat their meal. And like magicians yeah. are walking around, they do really cool magic shows. And then it's adults only, but on the weekends they have this brunch thing and you can take your kids there. And um, it's just like teenagers are doing the magic. And it's super cool. Magic cancels, magic castle sponsor us. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, but you know, I digress, you know, going back to the point is like, I try and do things like that. Right. Like where I have, now I have those memories to kind of look if next year when things get stressful, I can like look back and hopefully forget how stressful this year was. And remember just how much fun we had together during the season. Yeah. You know, quickly, and I probably should have talked about this before this section, but uh, years ago I consulted for a company and I'm pretty sure my NDAs is expired by now. Um, so I can talk about it freely. I just won't mention the name of the company, but um, they do high performance coaching uh, for um, elite level performers. So um, like elite level military, uh, it was founded, the company's founded by an ex Navy SEAL um, and uh, like uh, people in like, like brain surgeons, like people who really need to have their shit together. And part of what they study is burnout and particularly burnout in the medical field. Um, because one there, and there are all these factors that play into it. One, there's like, there's a culture, right? There's a culture that says we don't show weakness. It's part of our, um, part of the nature of being in the medical field, right? You work these crazy long shifts. Um, there's just an expectation that you're going to show up, you know, consistently. Uh, and then, you know, two, there's just like the very, the demands of the job. So the demands of the job are just insane. Like you're, you're working very sleep deprived. Um, and what you're being exposed to repeatedly, uh, it, it pays a very heavy cost on you. And they would do like, uh, they would have people working their shifts in the ER with, uh, like a heart rate monitor strap and then, yeah. um, being checked, having their blood, uh, like their blood lactate and stuff checked to check their hormone levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then their behavior was, was also checked. And while they were self-reporting, feeling very, uh, you know, I, I feel fine. I feel fine. I feel fine. Right. Um, the, the, and they're also being recorded. Right. So the way that they interacted with their patients, it was so dramatically different. Mm. They're just, their their level of empathy there. And it wasn't that they were like, Hey, you're weak. It was like, no, like the cortisol levels in your blood are so high. You know, your stress mm -hmm. hormones are so high. Um, you know, your fatigue is so high. Your, uh, 
you know your 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 blood lactate levels uh your um your your glucose like all of these kind of markers you're not in a position to where you can like appropriately feel what you need to feel yeah. and feeling is like a critical part of medicine that like a lot of western society like overlooks Interesting. um and yeah and so like it was this whole it was this massive because like empathy fatigue is a huge problem in the medical field uh and so anyways i was working with them on, on a presentation on this um and it just it blew my mind that it wasn't just like at that time i was like okay you know burnout is has to do with being tired you know has to do with working too hard yeah. and then you know you look at it and you're like wait a minute like there it's more than just being tired like there are these actual biological markers that impact how we are able to show up and perform um that are that are very serious um so yeah so as parents nobody gives a fuck yeah. dude People are like, that, that's what you signed up yeah. for. Like, that's what you signed up for when you said, hey, I'm going to be a parent. And I think parents empathize with each other yeah. at, when we're at our best, you know? Yeah. Um, and and we can be a support system. And I swear to God, man, just like the simple things of like, when we're talking about burnout, just the simple things of saying like, God, like to, the, to another dad at preschool, like, oh man, brushing teeth is getting so yeah. hard. He's like fighting brushing teeth. And then the other dad of preschool goes, oh man, tell me about it. We've gone through three apps and, uh, and, and we've got this toothbrush device and this toothbrushing device and blah, blah, blah. And none of it's working. And you're like, in that moment, you're just like, I'm not alone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, exactly. God. Thank God. Um, and yeah, because I think that, you know, as a society, we don't really have a great support system for parents yeah. just to say, you know, it's and like I think there's one thing about like, you know, memes and social media and um that stuff. But there's also, you know, the social media versus reality. There's yeah. just like, you know, what your relief is like this hyper curated, you know, perfectly pristine like Instagram yeah. post that's like made to sell you a $20 fucking downloadable yeah. ebook yeah. that's going to have all the fucking answers. And it says the same shit that like everything says, which is just not, it doesn't really meet you where you are. You know what I mean? Dude, the, the, the Christmas my, card that I got from you. That's my fucking social media rant. The Christmas card that I got from you. First of all, the, you guys look great. You guys look great. And that's what you see. <laughs> that's what I see. What I did see was the struggle of getting the shoes on, getting the socks on, getting the pants on, get in the car, get, yes, I have your snacks. Everybody, like, move, move, move. You know what I mean? Like, um, Bro, which, by the way, such thank a, you for Such a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good example. Yeah. That was, that day was meltdown after meltdown. You guys look great. We got maybe, you guys look we got maybe three photos as a family to uh. choose from. I think Becca might have. Yeah. I think Becca might have photoshopped Owen's face from another picture and put it on that one. I shit you not. Ah, it's so funny because he we didn't have a face where he wasn't when we were all together. Yeah. So yeah. that is actually such a good example. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's that's reality, right? Like, it's just yeah. I I know. Right. <laughs> so one thing we talk about on this podcast are snacks 
And one thing we don't talk about a whole bunch is nutrition and hydration specifically. Jiu-Jitsu is an incredibly exhausting sport. I know I personally can drop seven pounds in a training session, and that's mostly due to hydration and water weight. Um, to keep me on the mats, uh, super important that I have a hydration product. Um, and it just so happens that our sponsor today is an awesome hydration product made for tactical athletes um, or athletes of any kind or normal humans uh, it is the fluid tactical electrolyte drink mix. Um, this is great for hydrating better than anything else. It replaces the minerals that are lost in sweat um, without excess sugar or added junk. Uh, it is a must have literally by firefighters. It's bought by the pallet by Cal Fire or construction workers, solar farms, oil fields, anybody else that works under heat and duress. And it is awesome for jujitsu athletes who sweat a ton. Yeah, guys. And, you know, this stuff was created and designed by professionals with real science. Um, tactical is a no-nonsense way of preventing cramps and fighting dehydration during long, hot days on the job or long training sessions or long workouts. It, uh, it mixes really easily in water. Uh, they all come in these awesome little uh, packets you can just carry with you in your gym bag. Um, drop it into 16, uh, 16 ounce little plastic water bottle or uh, into whatever you use to drink. I actually, even uh, when I compete, I have a bottle of this stuff on hand uh, to help me after weigh-ins and stuff to try and retain water. Yep. And it's, it's made right here in the USA. Um, and all their ingredients are sourced right here locally and inspected for purity. Um, the mixing and packaging takes place right in a GMP inspected and approved facility right here in LA. I don't know what that means, but it sounds super official. <laughs> um, five fruity flavors. Uh, it's actually delicious. Um, so you can choose kind of what you like. They also have a, uh, a version with sugar and a version without sugar. Uh, if you're really, really, really trying to watch your, your macros there um, to, in order to make weight and whatnot. Uh, you can find Fluid Tactical Electrolyte Mix at fluid, uh, excuse me, at livefluid.com or on Amazon. Just search for Fluid Tactical Electrolyte Mix. Yeah, that's so yeah, funny, dude. All right, so let's turn this around. So, you know, where do we normally go when we feel burnt out? We go, we go, go to the gym. Get the grind on, you know? man. Yeah. What, but what happens when the gym becomes another place where we feel that kind of burnout? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think you personally went through a, yeah. a, a big a big phase of this recently because you were, I man, the last year you really put the time in. Yeah. You were training a ton you were competing, yeah. and then you weren't only, it's not like those two things are independent of each other. You were training to compete yeah. and like, you know, trying different aspects of your game and teaching competition class. Yeah. So you were also showing up to get people ready to compete, yeah. which is like, you know, that's not, that's, that's stressful stuff. Yeah. So yeah, man. And, and, you know, talk to me a little bit about it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you calling that out. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a lot, you know, and I mean, it's all good stuff, right? Like it's stuff that I enjoy and it can also, it can burn you out if you're not careful, right? And that coupled with everything else that's going on, right? The the job search, the constant rejection, the dealing with juggling the kids, you know, like 
all of it, right? And just trying to schedule everything. And, and so that, I think, towards the end of the year really led to me feeling just, just feeling overwhelmed and just finally like, I need a minute. And so I did something that I hadn't done in a few years, which is I just took like, I think I took three or four days off from training. And um, I... <laughs> By the way, people listening to this expected three or four weeks. No. But go ahead. I I had three or four days off last week. But yeah, go ahead. You know, it's it's. It, I know it, I sound ridiculous, but I also recognized I needed it, and it was so ingrained into my schedule, right? Like, to me, it was like going to train. It was like brushing my teeth. So imagine like taking three or four days off brushing your teeth. It's unheard of, right? Like, so yeah. it was just ingrained into my day to day schedule. And so I really had to force myself to not go train. And um, and then when I did show up, I for maybe two weeks on top of that, so like maybe a week before and maybe a week after, a week and a half after, I went like exceedingly light. Like when I went into the gym, I went with um, people who I knew could match my energy. And if they didn't and they just wanted to smash me, I was just going to let them do it. You know what I mean? Like I was let them have their day, yeah. have fun. Right. I wasn't going to put up much of a fight. And, um, and most importantly, I wanted to roll with people who I knew I'd have fun with. So I kind of pick and choose my yeah. partners very carefully. Like who am I just going to flop around with and have fun with? Right. Like who can I try something stupid with? And if it works cool, if not like whatever. Right. And like, we'll just find ourselves yeah. in weird positions. Who cares? And so that helped me, find a little more fun and to the extent where I had to be like, whoa, slow down. You're not supposed to go that hard this week. Like take it easy, you know, yeah. like, and that helped me um, just turning down the volume, both in like the sense of how much I was training and the severity of which I was training really helped me kind of find the fun in it again. Right. And, and um, yeah. whereas like for maybe a week or two weeks before I did that, I came in and I was just going through the motions and I was just like, showing up like a fucking corpse, like a zombie just showing up because, hey, okay, brush my teeth, go to jujitsu, whatever, right? Like, and my body was just doing the motions and it wasn't fun. And I hate that because that is my mm -hmm. reprieve. You know, that's that's where I'm going, like you said, to let, to find my happy place, right? And so when when everything was kind of overwhelming me and it wasn't my happy place, I needed to, to make a little bit of an adjustment. And I'm glad I did because now like, I'm like, yeah, great. Let's go train. You know, we trained today. It was so much fun. You know what I mean? Like, had a great today time. Yeah, great. dude. Yeah. You know? So. Um, yeah. This weekend was fun, too. Um, it's funny you say that yeah. because, so I've had, I got sick traveling, and then I got a skin infection. And so I've been out. Like, I've yeah. had, like, a lot. And, um like I, it's training. It's like when you when you haven't been going for a while, yeah. you don't feel that sharpness. Yeah. Um, it it's there's almost an excitement yeah. there. Like it sucks, but it's almost kind of fun because you're like you're like oh okay cool. Like you get smashed a little bit, but then like by the the middle, the second round, yeah. the third round, like you start finding your edge again, yeah. and you're like oh fuck yeah, yeah. like let's go like. And it's, it's really, it's really kind of, I'm, I'm advocating for breaks yeah. because when you have those breaks, it's, 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 you come back with a, 
and excitement sometimes. You know, one of the pieces of advice that you gave me on this very podcast, Blake Kazmaier, uh, this very <laughs> podcast has helped me through this this stage of burnout. And that's the idea of never pay twice. You know what I mean? Like, if you're yeah. going to show up, show up, dude. You know, put that shit behind you and just show up, right? Don't pay twice. You're already stressed out at home. Don't bring that to the gym. Have fun at the place you're supposed to have fun at. I get to train. We get yeah. to train. There are so many people listening. How many how many emails have we gotten where people are like, man, I so much going on. I don't I can't have time to train and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, and I empathize with that because yeah. I was there a while ago too. We get to train. And so don't pay twice. Right. So um that yeah. helped me out a lot during this time. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I was yeah, yeah. I was gonna go ahead. Oh, go no, ahead. you go, go, go. Oh no. Uh, I was going to say that, like, you know, I think that there are also other ways to train. Like, there's, like, the very, like, okay, jujitsu has become boring to me. This is, like, all I, I think about. And, and you're, like, okay, I just need to think about something else, yeah. right? And that's usually, honestly, that's usually, like, a macro, yeah. in my opinion. Or, sorry, a micro burnout. Yeah. That's, like, okay, buddy, you need a day or two, right? It's not a macro burnout where you're, like, okay, your body's actually, you're actually overtrained, yeah. right? Like, your cortisol levels are too high. Like, you need... To, to recover and sleep um but uh you know it, so in that like sort of whatever i like to think of i like to find new ways to get excited about jujitsu yeah. which you don't really have to but part of it is is becoming a student right like totally. i you know i i'm a big fan of being a fan yeah um i like to go back and study either new techniques or study details about old techniques or old comp footage um, those things get me excited about coming to the gym. So when I'm feeling a little bit burnt out or whatever, um, I like to, I like to look at what's new, what's going on. Yeah. What am I missing? What are the details? You know, like, and, and that, that, that shit usually gets me pretty excited yeah. when I go almost like going, going into the well and pulling something new out. Yeah. That's good. Like I was going to mention today. Yeah. Yeah, I'm such a dork about this shit. Today, Alberto was showing a technique, and I was like, oh, yeah, uh, like, you know, Gordon and Buchesha, ADCC 2019. Yeah, I heard that. And, and he's like, he's like, he was like, cool, bro. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> cool, bro. I saw yeah. that. I saw that go down. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. I mean, that's a really good example of, of what you do to kind of keep things fresh. But um, kind of going back to the actually thing I just kind of mentioned a second ago, like, Dude, you've got a lot on your plate right now, right? Like you are in a place where a lot of those people who are emailing us, um, you don't have the time to train that you did six months ago, right? Like, and you're someone who's also very prescriptive about how they, how you kind of bucket your time, right? So like, how yeah. are you, how are you managing and juggling that now and finding the time to, to do the things that are important to you and the things that you have to do, right? Yeah. So some, so a few things, one, thank you for recognizing that. Um, and, and seeing that like, yeah, I'm fucking burning the candle at both ends yeah. right now, which, you know, everybody is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, totally. we're adults, man. This shit, we got kids. Exactly. It's all hard. Everybody's having a hard time. Exactly. Um, but I, so look, routine and routine beats discipline, uh, a hundred times, uh, you know, over. Routine beats discipline. Yeah. Fervent believer in that. Habit beats discipline. Oh. Discipline gets you into a habit. Habit 
beats it all, right? And so schedule and routine, they win. When your schedule and routine aren't consistent, then you have to be disciplined. Um, and so for that, you know, I have this, I have this, this saying that I, I really believe when it comes to jujitsu, which took me a while, is that, you know, I, th- I think that something is better than nothing. Yeah. And you progress over perfection, yeah. right? Um, don't let, don't let, you know, uh, good be the enemy of great. Yeah. And so if I can't make Tuesday, Thursday, noon, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, noon, Saturday, gorilla den, or Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, whatever my schedule, yeah. this, these nice little time blocks that I had before, I have to say, well, fuck it. I'm going to text Casey and see if he can train in my garage for an hour at 10 yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, ah, uh, fuck it. Like I'm going to go to, you know, uh, the nine thirty no gi class that I don't always get the best training in, yeah. but it's training. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm going to a fundamentals class yeah. because that's the class that's happening right now when I can go. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of my attitude where it's like, look, something is going to be better than nothing. Totally. And what? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think. So I don't know. That makes a lot of sense to me. And um, good for you, man. Good for you for finding time to get in there, you know? Yeah. And also, like, again, having empathy with yourself when yeah. you don't and can't get in there, right? So, like, a lot of the a lot of the pressure that you put on yourself, you know, is it's 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 not real. It's saying like, you know, oh man, I only trained two times this week. I only trained three times this week. Like, I, I shouldn't even do jujitsu, you know? And it's like, well, no, man, there's going to be seasons in your life where you only train two or yeah. three times a week. And there's going to be seasons in your life where you train six days a week. Yeah. And the difference is, you know, not a big deal if you're committed to this as your lifestyle. Yeah. Which I think you and I both are, yeah. right? Um, not going to say that it doesn't suck when like, like yesterday it was like, I had everything yeah figured out yeah. get out at noon yeah. and uh meeting and I was on like, the calendar last minute meeting you know what i mean it just happened Something. i was like oh man kids get yeah, kids melting down all this stuff and you and meeting gets on the calendar and you're like all right so all right yeah casey texted me i guess you know i guess we're going to the garage it's not it's not exactly the yeah. perfect training you know i'm not going to get to get murked by like five black yeah. belts today like i usually do but it's something it's something good man yeah. Good. It's good advice. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to mention, yes, yeah, so also in times like this, like I also get very passionate about like studying. So, oh, yeah. and actually particularly since I, since I got my black belt too, I mean, it's been 30 days, um, but oh, it has. 31 yeah, days. You're right. <laughs> but uh, I have really become very passionate again about like studying. Yeah. Um, and, and like understanding why you know whatever they always say it like you know you get your black belt and you're like a white belt again um the whole thing starts over but you know if you can't get to the gym there are other ways that you can do jujitsu actually i'm glad you. i'm a big fan of yeah go ahead and and i'm not saying like hey you know go do shrimps in the garage for an hour which you know sometimes that's great um sometimes that's just silly and you should go lift weights and then you know watch a youtube video um and so for me uh, Jordan teaches jujitsu is one that I really like, um, on YouTube and then less impressed, more involved BJJ for like 
Jordan teaches jujitsu is like great for. I I mean I would I guess I I would consider myself an advanced jujitsu practitioner, from beginner to advanced, like excellent excellent communication really digestible videos like ten minutes long awesome, less impressed more involved BJJ is the most obnoxiously analytical shit like literally like i was watching a video about the submission percentages at adcc trials you know what i mean or it's like or it's like wow and like escape percentages and takedown percentages and like all of these things where it's just like anyways well, you know what so else if you, you want to get study, super nerdy for there. You know what else you can say some great nogi content is BJJ Fanatics a couple months ago launched Budemahoch's hey. Elite Nogi Fundamentals, unlocking the principles behind black belt jiu-jitsu. Check it out on BJJFanatics.com. Holy shit. I can't believe we're an hour in and we just finally plugged <laughs> the BJJ Fanatics. Uh oh, good. If you did not know that was, Uday that was perfect. has a BJJ Fanatics. Go download it. Learn how to darse the world. Yes, indeed. Learn how I get how I get cranked <laughs> every uh, every couple of days. Oh man. Well, yeah, man. Um, I know we've got one more section we want to talk about. We're running into a little over time. Um, what do you think? Should we make this a supersized episode? Um, yeah, dude. Let's just roll okay. into it real quick um, because I don't think I'll have too much to contribute in this section. Okay. So I think. You have a lot to say, particularly with the stage that your kids are are at. And a lot of parents, you know, I think one of the most frequent questions we get is what age should your kids start training? How to approach training with your kids? Um, you know, I will just say quickly, you know, my son is almost four. Um, he'll probably start training legitimately in the next year. Um, but at this stage, it, we it's like it's literally like, hey, dude, do you want to kick a soccer ball? Yeah. Do you want to do jujitsu in the garage? Or do you want to go like you know, have a race. It's just another activity that we use. So I think a lot of the things that you want to talk about in this next section would be probably a little bit more for, for you than they are for me. Dude, I think that's exactly it though. I think that's it, right? Like at this age. Yeah. So I started both my girls at three years old in, in jujitsu. And I was very intentional at that age for them to A, limit how much they're going. B, make sure that yeah. they're having fun. And really what they're getting out of it is just body awareness and just, like I said earlier, just kind of flopping around on the mat, getting comfortable in that in that environment, learning what that looks like, right? Like more so they're just watching me roll, right? Like when I'm, when I'm at that age, like at that, that age, is just watching me enjoy having fun, you know, understanding that this is just kind of part of our family culture, right? Like some families go to yeah. church together. Some families play basketball. Some families, you know, are at the beach every weekend. Me, I invite my buddies over to the house and me and my wife and my friends, we beat the shit out of each other for two hours, right? Like that's yeah. just, you know, that's just part of our family culture. And I mean, it, I say that tongue in cheek, but you know, it doesn't look like we're beating the shit out of each other. It looks like we're playing a game, right? It looks like we're just having fun and like rolling around and, and that's what they see. And and then that's what they try and emulate. And so, um, especially at that age, I don't think it needs to be a serious thing. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's really good. Yeah. The way that you, the way that we train at yeah. your house and the way that like, if Owen's around when I'm training with people in my house, which yeah. usually isn't the case, but if it is, it's, um, this is dad's friend or yeah. at your place, dude. It's like, here's dad's group of friends, yeah. your dad and mom's group of friends, exactly. actually. And 
they're this is what it looks like to be an adult. Yeah. To be an adult, you have you have serious time and you have time where you just play what? with your friends. And like one thing that we run into as adults, the thing that we also get reached out about all the time is that people are like, "Oh man, like you know, how do you make friends? Yeah. How do you socialize? How do you get comfortable with people? How do you meet people?" And um and I think a lot of that, you know, my my dad doesn't have a lot of friends, yeah. you know? Like yeah. my like the, he just doesn't, you know, he's got the guys that he works with and uh, he's in recovery. He's got yeah. the guys 30 years and he doesn't have guys that he just goes on hikes yeah. with or like, you know, stuff with. And so like, that's, what's such a cool thing about jujitsu doing, doing it like that around your kids is they say, Oh, when I'm an adult, I'm going to have friends. Yeah, totally. I think that's really important. And and it's so casual when we do it here too, right? It's like we chit chat a little bit with, catch up on what's going on in the week like just like you know it's yeah. friends hanging out who happen to you know roll around on the mat together you know what i mean um yeah. and then you know you would ask me a question like what are some of the common things i see with like parents and you know their kids that oh, are training? Yeah. Oh. yeah so i i did want to talk to you about yeah. this so and i didn't want to put you in an awkward position because you're a professional this is you're, yeah. you're an actual you teach people how to do jujitsu but um you know I, I think it would be helpful as somebody who is a a parent yeah. and b somebody who teaches like what are some common faults that you see uh parents maybe maybe not common yeah. faults but you know places where you can help parents out when they're when when they're when their kids are getting into yeah I, I don't know if i'd call it a fault right because sometimes it's the kid sometimes yeah. it's the kid that's like hey i want to train and <laughs> and like like kids in other circumstances sometimes we have to protect them from themselves Right. Like we're yeah. like, you know, Milena wants to watch TV all day. Like, hey, dude, I got to protect you from yourself. You can't watch TV all day. You know, like as great as that might feel. <laughs> nah, you can't. You know what I mean? You want to eat candy all day. You can't have yeah. ice cream for dinner. Right. Like similar to that. Right. Like it feels good in the moment. And like the kid may want to train like like seven, eight hours a day. Yeah, you got you got to kind of show up for them and let them know, hey, there's other things in life, too. Um, because if this mm -hmm. is something you want to do for the long haul, it's going to be there for the long haul unless you get really burnt out of it right now. And that will happen if you don't take a break, right? If this is seven hours a day, every day at the age of seven, do you think you're going to want to do this when you're 14? Do you think you're going to want to do this yeah. when you're 20? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so I think sometimes we need to protect our kids from themselves, um, and I also think, like, as parents, you know, we just got to remember that, like, at this age, winning worlds doesn't mean, at, like, seven, winning worlds doesn't mean shit, right? Like, it doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and so, I mean, it, look, I take that back. It feels great. Anytime you win, feels awesome. It's a great reminder of everything you're doing is working. It's a, It's a great feeling. And... It shouldn't come at the sacrifice of other things like school, you know, being with family. Like, you're still young, right? Like, enjoy some of the other things that life has to offer. And there's this too, right? And there's this thing too that you're super serious about. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Just remember, have fun with it, right? So if you win, great. If you lose, hey, there's a match next weekend too. Relax. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Like, you probably, yeah. the kid you lost to, you're probably going to see 85 more times in the next three years. So don't worry. <laughs> You'll get that match back, right? Yeah. 
And if you if you lost on a technicality, or if you lost on a on a move that you don't know, great, we'll take it to the lab, we'll figure it out, right? Let's just have fun with it. And honestly, yeah. that's probably how everyone should be approaching their training, right? Like just have fun. Yeah. Keeps you from that burnout. Right. Like what did I just like I said yeah. earlier, what kept me from diving deep into that burnout was going with people who I know I'd have a fun round with. Right. So um look, sometimes there's times to bite down on your mouth guard and go hard and go ham. And sometimes that is like a month straight, sometimes it's a week straight, sometimes it's five months straight. And you also gotta give yourself time to just decompress and relax, especially when you're a young child. So for sorry, really quickly, yeah. for any of the parents that are listening that are like, well, should I put my kids in jujitsu? hundred percent. Yes, do it. And just be mindful of, of, you know, how, what that training looks like for them. Are they having fun with it? Great. Are they overdoing it with it? Are they overdoing it because they're having fun with it? Well, you know, keep an eye on that. Right. So, um, I'll also say I'm by no means an expert at this. I'm like, I always say I'm a white belt <laughs> at parenting, right? Like I, I'm yeah. kind of figuring this out as I go. I've never, you know, I've only been a dad for eight years. So I, I could be talking completely out of my ass, right? Like I'm just kind of going based on my experience, right? Like I'll also say this. Uh, that feels right though. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, tell you, the, the, the guys I knew, so, you know, I wrestled through college at a, at a very, you know, really strong program. And there are guys that I went to college with that wrestled from the time that they were like five and they were monsters in college. And there were guys who I wrestled with that, started wrestling at the age of five who petered out by the time they got to college at 18, 19, like there's beer and chicks. I'm done with this life, dude. What am I doing? Right? Like, yeah. So yeah, it's it, it all um, person too. Right. So, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I quickly, thank you for that. And I also, uh, before we switch sections, yeah. cause we've got snack. Oh, attack yes, coming we up. Do. I wanted to, I wanted to commend you, um, that in the midst of your burnout, uh, you had a student perform really well in competition. Yeah, so You've been competing, uh, you know, like over and over and over again. And I just wanted to just like talk to you about how that felt. Um, I actually rolled with her today yeah. and I totally forgot. I don't even think I complimented her. Um, on do she has been like competing like so yeah. much and she landed the gold sure at this last comp, like the last one of the yeah. year. And, uh, and like I saw some of the footage of it, and it was just like, man, like, because she's dude, she's really good. Um, and I know you've been working hard with her. So yeah, just how did that feel for you? Man, I was so proud of her. So proud of her. Look, she's hard on herself, and I get that. And um, I get that mentality. And I mean, watching her lose her first match, she was just her and one other girl in the, in the bracket. And so it was best of three. And so. Oh, man. Coming back from that first loss is so hard. Losing your first hard, match and then winning the next yeah. two takes an incredible amount of intestinal fortitude. And for her to do that and to win in just such a, like, really clean jujitsu and some of the stuff that we've been working on, it swelled my heart. And it really, it, it really reminded me that this sport has so much more to offer, right? Like than, than just like grinding it out. You helping people get better. You know, you're watching your friends compete and do so well, right? Like you're watching your friends compete and maybe they're struggling and then you help them out, right? Like it's just, it just, 
really made me feel so proud of her that she came so far, really executed the things that we're working on, and just the stick to that she showcased over the course of the year. So, so proud of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think as for as long as I've been rolling with her, I think I've always thought she was really good. Um, but like to see her progress as a competitor yeah. is like super cool. Yeah. Man. And like, dude, just like you could train jujitsu forever and not compete. Yeah. You don't have to compete. No. And the fact that like she shows up and like goes out again yeah. and again, and I think she's signing up for the LA yeah. open and again, you know what I mean? And she's just like, like, that's just, uh, I have a lot of respect for that. And, um, cause you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Like she told me, you know? she told me after the last tournament, not the one that she just did, but I hope I'm not betraying confidence here. I don't think I am, but she's like, I think I'm going to chill from competing for a while. I'm just not seeing the results I want to. And I talked to her a little bit about it. We were texting back and forth. And I was like, you know what? It's late on a Sunday. When are you going to show up to the Feel your feelings right now. Feel your feelings. It's okay. When are you going to be at the gym next? Let's talk. Let's talk in person and just kind of sort through this. And we had a chance to connect. Yeah. And I'm really glad we did because I would have hated for that to have been her last performance of the year, knowing what we know now that she killed it. She killed it, right? Like, yeah. So she got to end the note on a really high year, and it just made me super happy for her. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Uh, all right, man. I just wanted to, I just wanted to give you both praise wow. on that. Thanks, man. That's that that pretty sick. We, yeah, you, I, you had a couple students that have been really pushing this year, and to see her do so well, I just know that meant a lot to her and to yeah, you as well. So I just wanted to give you a minute. Appreciate it, man. Um, all right, dude. No problem. It's a little late at night, but uh, I'm sure you've got an appetite today. <laughs> you got. Let's see. Van has she. She had two snacks for me. I was like, hey, it's late. Give me one. One needed four hours to thaw. So I'll give you the quick one. So here we go. What is this? Okay, it looks like some kind of quinoa mishmash and with some fruit in it. Let's see. It is a mango blueberry chia bowl with coconut cream and passion fruit juice. Dang, that sounds delicious. It's from Trader Joe's. It's in a yellow box. It doesn't look nearly as appetizing as the picture on the box does. But um, <laughs> it's always that way. Yeah, yeah. it uh, it's kind of got this like thick kind of pudding consistency. Looks like you got some chia seeds in here. Okay. All right, let's give this thing a little whirl here. Let's see how we do here. You know what? This is a really strong breakfast breakfast food. Okay. Really strong. Yeah. What's your What's your opinion on? chia seed texture i like it so i'm a little no, you don't do? like okay. it i'm i'm it's polarizing yeah. dude i'm just gonna say that i'm gonna say that. i'm not gonna say exactly where i, I land on i'm there are sometimes you know what it is dude i don't know if you remember this but like there are these chia drinks oh yeah that they used them. to make where like you know you pop the chia seeds they go down blah 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 and dude uh the texture of those like wet chia seeds like trying to guzzle them down would just it would get to me sometimes. Yeah, I, so. I, I like I like it. It gives it a little little pop, a little crunch. You know what I mean? Which sounds weird because you're not supposed to feel <laughs> yeah. a crunch when you're drinking something, right? But like, yeah. I, I kind of dig yeah. it. it. It changes up the game a little bit. This is, you know what? All right, what are they? Give me the full name again. 
mango blueberry chia bowl with coconut cream and passion fruit juice. It's um from Trader Joe's. TJ's, yes sir, and it's in a yellowish oranges box. Like I said, it doesn't it doesn't look great to the eye. Like it doesn't really pass the eye uh-huh. test, but um, it has like the consistency of like a like a thick pudding, and um, it tastes. It actually tastes exactly like what you would think it tastes like based on the name. It, like <laughs> whatever you're envisioning right now is exactly how it tastes. I taste the mango. I taste the blueberry. I taste the chia. I taste the coconut. I taste the passion fruit, and like it's all kind of jumbled in there. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it a 1 out of 10. How would you rate it? 6-2. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, let's say exclusively among breakfast foods. If if, if, if brec- Among breakfast yeah. foods, how would you rate Ooh, it? Oh, exclusively amongst breakfast foods. That's a tough one, man, because there's so many categories. Now, when I think of my... When I think of a really good breakfast food to me, like a 10, is a breakfast sandwich on a croissant. So I'm going to put this. Oh, man. If you see, you're, you're actually hurting it now. You're going to make it drop it down to like a four. Yeah, I know. I know. Like a four, dude. Yeah. Right. Because if you had to put yeah. that against dude, a croissant sandwich. Dude. Like just Get out eggs of and here. bacon, CSDs. dude. Come on, yeah, you're, you're dropping it. it. Might be a three. It might be a three. But in the grand scheme okay. of things, like, like if you're like, hey, I need some quick running out the door. Boom, mango blueberry chia bowl with coconut cream, passion fruit, juice. Yeah, not bad at all. all Let's right, take man. a look at the macros. Sounds good. Twenty-five grams of carbs. That's I, I'm. It's a bit much. Yeah, I was gonna taste. say probably carb and sugar. Five grams of protein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. 14 grams of sugar, only five grams of protein. Not ideal in the morning. Not not great to start your day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, a little bit of pop culture. What are you watching? What are you listening to? You go, you go first. I, I, what do you read? I've been, I've been, okay. Take, I've been Mike Hogg and you go. <laughs> so uh, I finally watched the latest season of The Bear. If you've not seen this, actually, have you seen The Bear? I've seen a couple episodes and I like it and I need to get back into it. Okay, Chicago. I know. Dude. I know. It's it's a big Chicago show. Um, so uh, a lot of like, yeah. Anyways, um, uh, I love this show. Love it. It's uh, I was. I mean, I was. I'm a service industry veteran. Yeah. I, I waited tables, bartended, uh, ran food. Does it feel authentic? Expoed everything you could. It, whoa. Yeah, that's what too I've heard. authentic. That's what I've heard. It is so good. <laughs> That and I didn't work, so it's it's mostly back of house, right? It's mostly cooking. Um, this season, second season, they talk a little bit about front of house, and man, it is so good. Um, crazy. I mean, it's you know, uh, no disrespect to any actual veterans, um, but you do feel a visceral sort of like you know, it takes you right back to like being in the trenches working in a restaurant when you watch it um beautiful show love it nice season two ended on such a such a good such a good bad note like it's so hungry for season three so Did season three start oh man uh no no, no not okay. yet um i think we probably got another six okay. months or so before season three comes I think out the last so, episode yeah. i saw was when the cousin put everyone at the kid's birthday party to sleep with the kool-aid 
Okay. It's early. So that's, yeah, season yeah, one. Early. Your season yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Early. So I got to get back yeah, into yeah. it. I've been meaning to. Um, it's also hard, dude. It's intense. You're talking, it's like a, you know, a lot of traumatic family stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's really intense. A lot of intense mental health stuff. And sometimes at the end of the night, you don't want to watch no. that. <laughs> so. You know what yeah. I've been watching? There's a reason why it took me so long to watch yeah. this stuff. So. I know, dude. Yeah. Right now, so I have something here that I've been watching, but I'll tell you, because of that very reason you just mentioned, lately at night before I go to sleep, I've been binging Seinfeld and on Netflix, and I've, I love it. It holds <laughs> up, dude. It holds up. It's like ridiculous. And like uh, it's just fun watching something stupid from the nineties, you know what I mean? Like like every single one of the, yeah. those episodes, problems could have been solved by a cell phone. You know what I mean? Like yeah, oh yeah. So it's just been fun. But I will tell you, one of my favorite shows on television is Fargo. And season five recently dropped. I'm a couple episodes behind. But um I made Van watch it with me and she loves it too. And if you haven't seen the first four seasons, magnificent television. Just like it's such good writing and such good storytelling. And, you know, you think they're going to bob and they weave. And it's just like so good. It's an anthology show. Have you seen it at all? Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're familiar with it. And um, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I like those anthology shows because like you get invested enough, but it has a conclusion that you can yeah. kind of wrap up and then start again, kind of a fresh yeah. new story. Right. So. I love Fargo. Are you watching the current season, Blake? No, I, it's funny. I I really wanted to watch it because when I go to your house on yeah. Saturday mornings, yeah. um, the treatment on uh, KCRW uh-huh. uh, on NPR okay. is usually on. Okay, and so I listen to the treatment when I'm driving to your house to train, and they had um, whoever the the writer is for Fargo okay. um, talking about the most recent season, yeah. and I was like, this is like probably. Whenever, right before this season came yeah. out, I was like, holy shit, I got to listen to this. Like, it was, I, I haven't, I haven't watched it in a, I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been meaning to, to jump back in. I, I haven't seen John Hamm in a lot of roles where he's the villain. Man, he's a yeah. great villain. He's a great villain, dude. It, it's a lot of fun yeah. watching him in this role. Awesome. All right, my All right, man. Takeaways. Uh, takeaways. You know, I think when I think of takeaways for burnout and just like what we've been talking about today is like, look, the grind never ends. You know, like once you're, you're always going to be doing stuff, right? Hopefully, right? Like you're always going to be doing stuff and the potential for burnout yeah. is there, right? So it's just a matter of just taking care of yourself and doing the things you need to do so that you don't reach that point of burnout. And if, if and when you do, you're doing the things to address it, right? So you're A, proactively addressing it, and B, addressing it if you do get to that point. And honestly, even just us chatting just now has helped me get over some of this burnout that I've been experiencing of the job search. And just like having a, a mouth, like a person to bounce this off of, you know? So I appreciate you listening, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, just like knowing that there will always be something so you can always prepare for it, right? Like there's always something you can do to prepare. It's just is a comforting feeling, right? Yeah, like you can't um think about the the monster movies, right? Like the monster is so much scarier when you don't yeah. see it. As soon as you see the monster, then you're like, Oh yeah, it's the monster. 
you yeah. know? It's and then great. all of a sudden yeah. the monster's in every frame yeah. and it's not scary no. anymore. The scary thing, the monster's the scariest when you can't yeah. see it. And I think with, with like burnout, you yeah. know, when you're just fucking grinding and you feel terrible and you don't tell anybody yeah. about it, like that's the fucking monster that nobody can see, yes. you know? And like, as soon as you, as soon as you bring it to life and say, Hey, the there's a fucking monster yeah. and you tell people about it, that it loses its power over you. And so like, it's, it's hard though. Right. Because it's fucking hard. But like, I, I agree that just like having, it's so weird, but like the simple act of being like, Hey, I'm tired. I, I don't feel good. I've been grinding for a while. I feel burnt out. Like that little bit can just immediately start to make you start totally. to feel better. Totally. Um, yeah. This, yeah. One thing I was going to say about that too is like, you know, to, that's, that's great if you're in it, but to prevent it, this is so silly. Uh, Jason Khalifa is a CrossFit dude, um, CrossFit games competitor. One of his strategies for like winning CrossFit workouts yeah. is that let's say it's a workout where you have to do like a hundred pull-ups uh, for time or something. And he'll do like sets of five and he can easily do 20 pull-ups in a row. And when people are like, well, why are you doing sets of five? He's like, because if I do two sets of 20, it's going to take me so fucking long to recover yeah. that I'm not going to be able to get on the bar. Yeah for another like five minutes and I'm going to lose. If I do sets of five and I never reach that point of complete fatigue, I can keep doing sets of short sets of five with minimal recovery. And like, it's such a dumb, obvious, like gym bro reference, but it's like, Hey, if you, if you allow yourself a rest at every five, you're going to actually do way more work yeah. because you're not going to need that massive rest after those two sets of 20. It's a great point. I love that. It's a really yeah. clever way of thinking oh, about it. I hope, I, I hope that was helpful. Um, all right, man. Uh, good episode. Long episode. Supersized. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, please drop us an email at grapplingwithfatherhoodpod at gmail.com. Until next time, protect your neck. Peace. Peace.